0: Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by. So grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from thankfulhomemaker.com. And today we're talking about when the days are difficult or exhausting. Or when you're feeling overwhelmed and my hope always is that to your time here with me today will be an encouragement to you and i also hope to give all of us some practical helps today so let me start off by asking you are you a tired mom out there who just feels like everything you work so hard to get done seems to get almost immediately undone and i remember those days with toddlers in the house i get a little glimpse still with those grandbabies when they're here or how about even communicating clearly and patiently and pointing our children to Christ in our conversations on a day and really moment-by-moment moment basis with them? That's hard work, mom. Um, nurturing the hearts of our children is hard work. Day in and day out, the workday of a mom can just be physically, but sometimes even more so emotionally exhausting. But there's one comfort that I know I can always bring us back to, and I can assure you that there is one, capital O, who knows what it's like to be exhausted. Hebrews 4.15 reminds us, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. In Luke 8.4, it tells us that the people from town after town came to see Jesus. I don't know about you, but I've never had a whole town to deal with, but a house of littles can sometimes seem like you have a whole town to minister to. And in Matthew 8, 23 to 24, I love the picture of Jesus sleeping through the storm. There are days you're probably so exhausted that you could easily picture yourself falling asleep on that wave-tossed boat as Jesus did. Jesus had busy days of ministry, and he fully understands what your days are like, Mama, Let's learn from our Lord, and let me suggest a few ways for you to practically get some rest in those days that are just totally exhausting. Take a nap. That's, I know, it seems <laughs> difficult, but it's an easy one. It can be a very easy one. Lay down with your littles and forget all the chores that need taken care, but take a nap when your kiddos take a nap. Go to bed when you put your children to bed. Don't stay up late trying to take care of every chore you're going to feel more energized in the morning to tackle those tasks that didn't get done the night before. Another one, get some time alone to pray. Luke 5.16 reminds us, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. The word used for prayed here is in the present tense indicated, indicating that Jesus made a habit of frequently communing in solitude with his father and so should we. Jesus gathered strength from God the Father for each day's work, and when there was much work to be done, he took the most time to pray in those days. So seek the Lord for help. If you can't get alone, pray while you're attending to your tasks. You can pray while washing dishes or changing diapers or folding clothes or bathing littles, but I know that those babies eventually go to bed or take a nap, so take the time to get some solitude time alone to pray during those times ask for help, mama. This can be hard. But when you know you need help from your husband or your mother or a a friend, don't hesitate to ask. And what about the reality of when you just find that life is just too busy? Because life doesn't stop just because we're tired. But when your schedule is a bit overwhelming day after day, I want you to take time and sit and pray about what can be eliminated from your days. And here, I get it. I understand there are seasons when we're just busy, but I'm talking about your ordinary day-to-day life. It shouldn't be a matter of continual exhaustion and being overwhelmed. And what is a sure sign that you're overbooked? It is easier to sin against your kids and husband. Ouch, huh? When we find ourselves tired to the point of exhaustion, when we're weak, it's much easier to fall into the temptation to sin against others. This isn't an this is not an excuse to sin, and I'm not, as I'm stating this, excusing our sin in any way. I'm just stating a fact that I know is true in my own life, sadly. I need to look at this moment as sanctifying. The Lord is reminding me that I need his help. It probably means that something or things, plural, in our schedule probably need to go. We can pray and ask the Lord to help us to see what in our day is pleasing to him and what isn't. We can seek the guidance of our husband. They're so good at knowing us to see what activities we value as a family and what are some we can eliminate. We can examine our hearts to determine what is the motivation behind the various activities we're involved in. I'm sure that there are things that we all do that are not necessary. So really, in in this season of life, I'm just telling you to pray and to seek the Lord's help, seek your husband's guidance, search your own heart for what the motivation is behind the various activities you and your family are involved in. But what about when we have these days that are really difficult or seasons when we're dealing with illness ourselves or loved ones to care for or just various seasons of very challenging trials? When our families go through battles with illness, we know as the mom, there seem to be no sick days for us. We may have restful days as we battle through the illness, but the needs of our home are always there awaiting us until we're feeling better. And times of difficult trials can really place stress on our homes. So how can we keep the peace of our homes when we don't at the moment see closure to the situation the Lord is bringing us through? I think here of those in my mind of caring for children with special needs or many of us are in the season of being the primary caregivers to our parents. These are hard seasons of life and to many there isn't an immediate end in sight but the needs may be long term. So my reminder to all of us whether this is a short-term illness or a a surgery, or something you're battling, or a difficult trial, or this is a long-term situation, my reminder is Psalm 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him, my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exults, and with my song, I give thanks to him. We must remember this truth in every situation. The Lord is my strength. In him, my heart trusts, and I am helped. So whatever situation you're facing, he has allowed, and it's for your good. A a book that I want to recommend because it's been such a help to me in these challenging seasons is by Jerry Bridges, and it's called Trusting God Even When Life Hurts. It is such a good reminder of me to rest in God's love, in his wisdom, and his sovereignty in all of life's situations. And I'm going to bring us back to my favorite verse. It's Romans 8, 28 and we know that for those who love god all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose in his commentary on romans john MacArthur explains that god is working out our good during this present life as well as ultimately in the life to come so no matter what happens in our lives as his children the providence of god uses it for our temporal as well as our eternal benefit. Sometimes by saving us from tragedies and sometimes by sending us through them in order to draw us closer to him. We really need that reminder, right? So God is sovereignly working out all events in our lives for his glory and our good. Sometimes he's going to deliver us from trials and difficult life situations, but sometimes suffering through them is what brings about his desired result for us, friends. We can't have a narrow perspective here because his sovereign goodness in all situations is not just bound to our own circumstances. God is always good and his will is always perfect in all of life's situations. We're guaranteed, in Romans eight twenty-eight that no matter what we have to endure in this life, our eternity with God as believers, those who have repented and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation, is secure. There isn't a better promise to cling to in the midst of life's struggles. The reality is, though, we still have responsibilities to continue to take care of and manage as keepers of our homes. So let me share some things that i've learned that have been a help to me as our family has wandered through some trying times we've had our share of illnesses and surgeries difficult seasons of trials and loss of loved ones um, being around the clock caregiver for an aging parent and one of my first ones is obviously a priority one make time to spend in the word and prayer you have nothing to offer others of spiritual value if you've not spent time alone with the lord And and also focus on the basic needs at this time. Time they're my top three. Time with the Lord, rest, and food. This is not a time, you know, I I get it, we need to clean, but this maybe this season, this is not the time to worry about cleaning your house or deep cleaning your house. But if time and strength permits, just take those few minutes every day to tidy and keep some sense of order. Make a list of the must-dos for that day, and there really shouldn't be more than three, and eating needs to be one of them, all right. (laughs) Um, this is hard for some of us my next one it's hard for me (laughs) it's 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 my own pride I need to deal with on this but accept and ask for help from others during this time we have been so blessed by the love of our church family during trials and illness the Lord provided through them many meals words of encouragement and much prayer so remember to reach out to others in need there's much thankfulness in receiving a meal at your doorstep your children are a huge help, and this is such a time of training our children, and basic home management comes out as a very blessing, but it also teaches them to have the heart of a servant, to be able to serve others in a time of need. I really have two basic routines that I do every day, whether sick or well. They keep my home running in order and take very little time. My long-term listeners and readers already know where I'm going here. I may not do them as fast on those difficult days. They may take me all day to get through them, but I constantly keep Elizabeth Elliot's words in my mind. I don't have to do everything, right? I just need to do the next thing." And that is one that I quote to myself quite often. I loved one day, I was feeling a little overwhelmed and called my daughter and she used those words back to me. And I'm like, oh honey, I so needed that. Thank you. I don't have to do everything. I just need to do the next thing. So I want to encourage you if you haven't yet to listen to my podcast on morning routine and evening routine when you have a moment. And the list of both of these are, I keep them in my planner and on the inside of a kitchen cupboard door. But in my mind, they're memorized and I'll link to all that here. You may also be a little more on edge during this challenging season, so pray and wait before you respond to your husband and children during this time. Stay close to the Lord, post scriptures throughout your rooms, keep Bibles open in various areas to be able to sit and just take a read for a little bit, and take the time to be alone with the Lord in prayer a big one that sometimes we can forget to do during difficult seasons is to still take that time to enjoy each other as a family cherish quiet meal times together make simple meals during these times mama simple soups or maybe you need to utilize the grocery store and get that you know pick up that already done roasted chicken and just utilize simple resources for food at this time rice and beans is a great meal um Movie nights are great when everyone is feeling under the weather, and even just having the time to sit together as a family, to just talk um, or to pray. Stay connected as a family always, doing whatever circumstances you are facing. Because I think, too, in the trials sometimes, it's good to sit and talk through things so we are able to pray for one another. If there's a challenging season we're going through, or there's an illness, or somebody's nearing death in the family, we need that time to communicate with one another and be able to voice our concerns and areas that we need prayer where we see that we're weak or we're struggling so those are good times to take those time together as a family and ladies even when it seems things are overwhelming and there's much on your plate Take the time to cherish your husband every day. It doesn't take long. And he, your husband, if he's like mine, he probably doesn't need a whole lot. But simple things like notes, hugs, kind words, kind gestures, the time to stop and kiss that man and give him lots of love and hugs. Keep this relationship a priority no matter what you're facing. You two are in this together, whatever it is, whatever the situation, and you need the love and support of one another. And don't lose focus this is of the spiritual benefits of illness and trial it's a time to draw closer to the Lord to grow in your dependence on him and I love the ending of the verse in James so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything James 1 2 through 4 consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If you haven't yet, ladies, if you, take a listen to my podcast called Trusting God in the Midst of a Trial, and I'll link to that in the show notes too. That may be a, It's going to be a little bit more of an encouragement and go a little deeper than this one is today. Nancy Lee DeMoss reminds us, or Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, sorry. Though my natural instinct is to wish for a life free from pain, trouble, and adversity, I'm learning to welcome anything that makes me conscious of my need for him. If prayer is birthed out of desperation, then anything that makes me desperate for God is a blessing." End quote. So my next words here, I want to share to all of us as church members and, and neighbors. We're called to serve one another. All of us need to be involved in the lives of others in our church families, and we need to take the time to see the needs we can meet. We also need to see what needs we can meet within our neighborhoods to reach out to others, That is practicing true biblical hospitality to reach out and love the stranger. We're called to encourage one another. Maybe that mom just needs to hear some encouraging words spoken into her life. Love on her. Let her know that she's doing a good job and see how you can help her. Can you bring her a meal? Can you help watch the children so she can get a moment alone? Can you pause and pray with her or just sit and be with her and listen to her? If you're overwhelmed, dear mother, and you're listening to this, maybe you just had a new baby or an illness or something going on, you need to ask for help. Please don't be afraid to do that. It is a blessing for others to get to serve you in this way. That's why your church family is there. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 says, and we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the fainthearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. The word encouraged here in this verse literally means to speak to someone close to his or her side and speak to them in a friendly way. And faint-hearted conveys, it's the idea is that this is a description of the person who feels their resources are too small for a given situation. And so they are despondent or they're discouraged. And help here is in the present imperative. It calls for this to be our lifestyle. Lay hold of the weak with the idea of supporting them and doing so after the example of Christ. So let me read that verse again to you after hearing that. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. One of the greatest ministries that we can have is to lift and encourage the spirits of fellow believers. Gloria Furman says in her book, Glimpses of Grace, Treasuring the Gospel in Your Home, she says, the gospel is the one great permanent circumstance in which I live and move, and every hardship in my life is allowed by God only because it serves his gospel purposes in me, End quote. Our children are a gift from the Lord. Trials are a gift from the Lord. And the Lord uses them to sanctify us and grow us more into the likeness of Christ, God is with us always. He is our ultimate helper. There's nothing that is outside of his sovereign will for our lives. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 reminds us that we can be mindful to give thanks in and through all things. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 reminds us we can rejoice always. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we can pray without ceasing. And my favorite, Romans 8.28, and we can know that God is working all things together for good to those who love him. Henry Martin says let me be taught that the first great business on earth is the sanctification of my own soul, end quote. So my friends, Jesus is enough always. Thank you for spending part of your day here with me today. For the show notes and resources mentioned in today's episode, please head over to thankfulhomemaker.com, my little home on the web. And That I'll lay out for you where to find me on social media or other places. And if you haven't yet, please sign up and subscribe and get your free resources. And I'd love you to be part of our little community and get um, the weekly blog post and podcast, and also just a monthly newsletter to be an encouragement to you with different resources and places on the web and things to read and listen to online. So, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend or two and take a moment to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. It helps other women to find it too. Thank you so much, my dear friends. Have a blessed week.